0: Civil Roman shows and a back my game I just toured the states for like 40 dates and I just touched back in Maine I sold more
1: records while I was gone than anybody I know I got them having cows, I can't hold my horses
2: and I'm feeling like the GOAT I'm the GOAT, Man, I'm the goat. Welcome to episode 61 of GOAT Radio oh. Baby, baby. Oh. Emanating live from the internet I am your host, Michael Sprague. That was Joseph Roy. Let's go. He is Andrew Leahy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And today, we'll figure out which male professional wrestler pins down goat status. But first, thank you to Spose for the intro music. You can catch him on Spotify and iTunes just like Goat Radio. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help spread the goat word. You can also find us on Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all your other podcatchers, but Age of Radio is the place we call home. Please help support the podcast by visiting ageofradio.org slash goat radio and shopping with our affiliated partners at the Bazaar. If you're interested with in interacting with us online or voting on any of our polls, please check us out online, facebook.com slash goat radio podcast and join our fan group facebook.com slash group slash go radio podcast you can follow us on twitter and instagram at goat underscore radio uh we also have merch 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 t-shirts and stickers Buy stuff Teespring.com slash stores slash goat radio podcast is where you can get your merch on. Uh, last episode oh, Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I wonder how many people are gonna be buying things during the quarantines.
1: Right. Yeah, good job. Can't forget that drip while you're all in solidarity.
2: Um speaking of the quarantines. People voted. They have nothing better to do. So we put a poll up for last week's episode, greatest of all time, sports little guy. And the vote is in. Pele is the
3: big winner. Oh!
2: Lay, how excited are you about that?
3: I'm honestly shocked. I thought for sure it would have been anyone else, but I am. I'm pumped. I all believe right. that our our great nation of the United States knows what kind of soccer is. The best kind
2: of soccer. Brazilian. Just like what kind of jujitsu is the best kind of jujitsu? Brazilian jujitsu. You know?
1: That
2: could be true. Uh, Let's go. uh, Let's see. All right. We're going to roll into it then. This week we're discussing the greatest of all time, male professional wrestler. I specify that because as I was making the brackets here i realized this is all guys Try to slot in some women realized yeah we could just make a second episode out of this so yeah, I'm some sometime down the line you'll see a greatest of all time female pro wrestler um we got all the other stuff out of the way it is time to get into it time to get into it
3: yeah let's get into it
2: you're going to make me say it? Say what? There's no quick question this week? What's a quick question?
1: Oh, jeez.
2: You forget how to do a quick question in quarantine? Remember
1: last week we talked about you starting to do these quick question things?
3: Oh, my bad. Is it my turn? Yeah. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs>
3: my quick question of the day. Just off the top of my head.
1: That's fine. <laughs> I, like right it I actually get like better this way.
3: In Harry Potter, have you guys seen oh, Harry yeah. Potter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can I'm, pro- I'm produce a Patronus charm, and they're yeah. usually animals. What would your Patronus charm be, and why? You'd mm, have to be, like, a mythical creature from no. Harry Potter. No, be anything. It can be anything. As long as it's an animal.
1: Gotta be a tiger. I'm all about Tiger King right now. Gotta be a tiger. Gotta get my, uh... I'd rather live at Joe Exotic's place than Carol Baskin though, because she keeps her people in, her tires and her tigers in cages.
3: Here,
2: kitty, kitty. Hey, all Dear you kitty, cool kitty. cats and kittens. Ugh, guys, I fucking love it so much. Well, sticking on the exotic animal theme, I'm going to go with a gorilla.
1: All right, all right.
2: Yeah. Fair. You know who my favorite character was from the, uh from the Tiger the King. Uh, that Tim guy that had the monkey that was always like eating food with him. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like in the truck. <laughs> yeah, he was,
2: like, like, he that like truck. he's like hanging out with him in the truck. He's like a dog with his head out the window.
1: I don't uh, know if like a mini Tiger King episode or anything like that. Are we doing one? Anyway, besides the main characters of Tiger King, you could physically make I have to have like 8 other characters in Tiger King that aren't the main characters that I love they're absolutely wild the girl with her friggin she has half an arm ripped she got her arm bit off by a tiger it was surgically cut off 5 days later went back to work
3: what a stud
1: god animal
3: hard working American
1: what about James Garrett uh, maybe American
3: James yeah, Gerritsen on the on the uh, jet ski. Uh, he, he was looking sexy AF.
1: He looks like the owners of the Raiders. What's that guy's name? He um the owner, he has Adam. like the, he looks he's got the Dumb and Dumber haircut. Like the it looks like his mom plopped a cereal <laughs> bowl on top of his head and just like diagonal cut his fucking hair. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I couldn't believe he was like he owned a strip club and like other successful
1: businesses. How else do you think hot women are gonna be around that guy? Like he has to own the place.
3: <laughs> Fair.
1: <clears throat> There's you a guy with gotta, no legs.
2: Oh uh, yeah. That guy oh, was awesome. he was my favorite character. Like so he's like way. the most like the nicest guy, like the most normal. And he didn't even have legs.
1: He Didn't even have legs. There's a point at the very end of I think it was episode seven where he's driving down the road and he has a skeleton in the passenger seat <laughs> up his and no one even asked questions about this because it's Tiger King and you didn't even have to think about it. You were like, Oh yeah, whatever, that guy's just driving with a skeleton down the road I <laughs> mean he doesn't
3: have legs, so he can do whatever the fuck
1: he wants. Whatever he wants, man. Maybe he used the legs that were shattered and made that skeleton. Ooh,
2: interesting. I love how he, I love how he said the stress and toll that working on the farm or the uh, sorry the zoo put on him, and then leaving the zoo is what led him to leave his wife. I was like, you would think that if she stayed with him all that time, that once he finally left the zoo, they could work things out. I, I didn't. His reasoning, his rationale on that one was kind of uh, bizarre to me. Yeah, I mean, he left the zoo. He wasn't making one hundred and twenty-five dollars a week anymore.
3: Yeah, that's got to be it.
1: That was wild. The
3: there money just is. wasn't flowing. You're
1: right, exactly. the cash isn't coming in. Like, why stay? At least he so,
3: paid his workers.
2: Do you guys? How much more we want to talk about Tiger King? I, I'm fine with. We can do a, a different. Few more we can do a Nah, nah, it's not worth it. Do I tell now? Yeah, it'll be outside. It'll be out of the cultural zeitgeist before too long. we got to tap I'm into down. it while we can, while it's still natural. How do you want to do it? Uh, all right, let's do top three favorite characters and then bottom three, like least favorite characters. So, okay. so top three, off, sorry, bottom Andrew? three. With your three seed?
3: Uh, three, like, top favorite characters? Yeah, three top, top favorite and like, then
2: three least favorite.
3: Are we starting you
2: with top? Who's your... From the bottom up
3: for top or bottom
2: we'll start with it we'll start on
3: top so the start top, on top bottom top bottom N- number three gotta be big boy Joey exotic himself big All fan right. he went a little nuts at the end but at the beginning he seemed like a good guy at the end yeah he just went a little crazy we can get into
1: Joey Exotic after because he'll show up again
2: Joe what's your number three
1: I think my number three has to be the girl whose arm got bit off.
2: Oh, what's that?
1: So much I don't know her name. But she was loyal. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) She was loyal. She literally like her she could have died. And she five days after having her arm amputated just went right back to work. She's a hard working American.
2: My number 3 is the producer Rick Kirkman. All right. Oh, I, oh, formerly on I mean. Bill, formerly on Bill O'Reilly. He's a man.
3: <laughs> the uh, big.
2: dude just chain smoking the whole time. So stressed out and the fact that he even agreed to get involved with this show which was essentially the same thing that he was filming and then all that film got put up in smoke. Uh, I I just it was so fascinating to me. He was so involved from the very beginning. He's the one who like says the Tiger King, like in the first episode. I know so, he's a stud.
3: Yeah. I love his voice. It's so
2: weird. Yeah, very unique voice. And uh, it, it's weird to see a guy who was like in like the national media had wound up at a place like the GW Zoo. Oh hell yeah! Like bring it around with your number two.
3: Number two's got to be the no-legged man, Ranky. Oh god, big fan of no leggies.
2: Am it's I the only stuck. one who remembers anybody's name?
3: I don't remember anyone's <laughs> name other than like the main. <laughs>
2: Barely, I can remember
1: like the main characters, some of the wives, but maybe not like their like real names, like the names that they're like the, the, they were given. Which leads me to my number two. I think Doc. He's very underrated.
2: Underrated in that he is like a serial rapist? No, nope, not at all. Piece of nope. shit. You can't be awful. He's gonna he's really be my worst. number one was... least favorite. You just made me ruin it. No way no here. Yes.
1: way. We're gonna number one least favorite. No way. Yes, no way. way.
2: He's awful. He's an awful uh-huh. human being.
1: No, okay. He's not he more he's the he least be. awful out of all the main characters. Joe Exotic ah. literally put a fucking shotgun to a tiger's head.
2: Yeah, and oh, blew his Brandt out. Doc, doc Baskin, Doc euthanized like hundreds of tigers too. He's he's just as bad Can't as Joe. Can't prove is. that.
1: Can't prove that. Yeah,
2: he's got like he's got a crematory. Yeah, he's got a crematory on his property. Women.
1: I don't believe it until I see it. I looked it up. There's no pictures online. Can't be it- true.
2: His property was raided in December 2019.
1: Yeah. But like, apparently, only to the like some animals. He still has a lot of his animals. Like he, he still has his elephant.
2: Yeah, he's still under investigation. They're they're doing their their thing.
1: I feel like he was one of the ones besides the whole like what's the way of living the sister wives thing.
2: Yeah, that was weird.
1: Not really. Like I mean, it's weird. Like I'm not down with it, but like. He was like, "Oh yeah, they'd come here when they were 18 and when their tits got big enough, I'd be like, "Hey, what's going on?"
0: <laughs> He'd be like,
1: weird, "Oh you, you're a vegan and you have a penis. Oh man, we should oh, there it is. It was I, I find him fascinating more because like he's well spoken and in the show, I'm not saying like he's my favorite like I want to hang out with him. I'm saying in the show, like they didn't show him nearly enough.
2: I think they showed him too much. Who's your number two, Mike? Uh, my number two is Joe Exotic. All right. I mean, he's what you're there for. He's the main course. Uh, and I think you get you get just enough of him in the beginning to hook you. And then he goes complete. And then they they focus on the other people for quite a while. And then he just goes off the deep end from the. The failed presidential and governor run to the hit out on Carol Baskins not everything. Real. Framed.
3: <laughs> Don't forget about the uh the, the videos that he did, the YouTube videos of fucking his singing that's not real. And all the other, well, other Mike and I were stuff. talking about this before you came on.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey all right, Andrew He saw a tiger you're, you're tiger, tiger saw a man. man. All right, Andrew. where are you at? Number one, Number
2: favorite one.
3: character. Favorite Don't character. Remember his name, because that's how I roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the head, the head uh, zookeeper of at Joey Joey Exog's place. The, the long, long hair. Yeah, uh,
2: dude. I He's think his stud. last. I think it was like Eric Crowley or something like that. I
3: loved him. First one of the meat truck. Yeah. <laughs> just doing it for the ch- doing it for the tigers. Never give up. Making like a hundred bucks a week, fucking just always doing his best for those tigers. He was not on drugs. He, he did no drugs. None. Not, no meth was used. I mean, he had all his teeth, so he couldn't have done that much meth.
1: He did not have all his teeth, and he was not <laughs> a convicted <Catholic> murderer. <laughs> oh, my God. Joe,
2: you're number one.
1: Joe Exotic. And I'm going to be generic about this. Like, you watch that show at first. You see this guy with an eye loop eyebrow ring and a million earrings and a mullet and you're like what's this guy all about I'm gonna tell you my favorite part I think it happened episode 2 which when the girl got her arm bitten off and he threw on the bomber jacket with the EMT logo on the back because the drip does not take a backseat at any point in time. And he walks into his gift shop and he offers people a rain check because somebody just had their fucking arm bitten off. And I was like, this guy is incredible. He's incredible. I love him so much. He's so good. I would not hang out with him.
2: Firing people at the morning meetings just because he's being filmed. (laughs) Yep, yep. A uh, where wild. a pat lock on his Prince Albert. Wild man.
1: What a stud! Yep, that was, yeah, because they don't make a hole big enough.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: that was like I
1: can't even un, I can't even unthink that thought. <laughs> that was Joe
3: exotic. <laughs>
2: uh, my number one, we mentioned him earlier, was the Tim Stark guy. Every time he was on the screen, it was hilarious. He had he was feeding that monkey something like out of his mouth, lady in the tramp style. Uh, Fucking the hit. The, I also like the fact that how much he winds up hating Jeff Lowe, because we'll get to Jeff Lowe in a minute. Uh, yeah, we I
3: fucking hate know. Jeff Lowe. So, you want to roll into it right now? Yes.
1: My well, number that... one, Jeff Lowe. I'm jumping right past three and two. Jeff Lowe is a piece of shit. He is dressed like he's from Sanford, Maine.
2: 2002. <laughs> Circa 2002.
1: He sucks he's the worst i honestly might hate him more than i hate carol baskin that's a lot mm, he sucks that's a lot man, hate
2: but she fed her husband to a tiger
1: yeah but you wouldn't know because like the tiger has so much acidity in their stomach that all the bones would just like disintegrate so it wouldn't shit out any bones
2: that's joe exotic
3: that's how, that's how my body works right i mean, yeah
2: no solid battle movements for Lady really. nah, nope nope just straight all the time right <laughs>
3: it's like an all you can eat taco bell buffet
2: oh,
3: God, so, so good.
2: I'm gonna real quick my number three was uh, Jeff Lowe's cohort there the, the, the dude that was hired to kill oh, Carol I fucking Baskins hate him. He's
3: the number worst. two
2: was Jeff Lowe number one is Doc so there the,
1: can we get to the hire to kill thing? Yeah. It was. He, so, I am in full agreement that that was plotted against Joe Exotic. Not one hitman on the planet would do anything for $3,000. Not <laughs> in no are
2: not crossing half the country.
1: Half the country for $3,000. And then. Because that's not gonna hold up in court. They hit him with like seventeen to twenty like exotic animal charges, and then that's what gets him. It was set up by either Jeff Lowe because Jeff Lowe or Carol Baskins. It, it had to have been, mind you. If it gets dropped, Joe Exotic's still gonna do fifteen years, probably for like. Oh yeah, he's in for
2: twelve animals. on just the animal charges. I thought.
1: Twelve to fifteen. I forgot what it was, honestly. Yeah. But I mean he's twenty two years overall. I mean he's probably just in there just finding his next three husbands.
2: Oh Leahy, what's your three to three to one?
3: Uh three was Jeff Lowe, uh two was Doc, one was Carol Baskins. Yeah. Fair.
2: <laughs> See I, I agree that I think that she she killed her husband and fed him to a tiger, but To me, she wasn't the most offensive character that was on the show. she she's just annoying AF.
1: She's mentally, though, like crazy. like crazy. She's sociopathic. Like, she doesn't feel emotions. It's almost like an autistic thing. Like, she doesn't feel emotions or show emotions. Everything's calculated. When people ask her about her husband, she has a script in her mind, and then she changes her emotions from person to person. She's Crazy, crazy. Crazy.
3: Uh, honorable mention to Carol Baskin's uh, husband or boyfriend or whatever he is.
2: Current husband? Yeah. I didn't mind him.
3: Uh he's annoying. He
1: reminds me of he's a bitch. Um, what's he's like
2: like a character. puppet.
1: What's the league? What's Ruxin's dad's name? Um he's a famous actor. Is he looks just like him, but he's got the sad face.
2: Oh, uh, I know what talking face. about. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll find it in a second. I want before we jumped into the real topic. I wanted to talk about what was the one moment in Tiger King that literally went for you guys. I have a good one.
2: Uh, I, you mentioned it already. I was, I was like hook, line, and sinker. Like with the whole saf getting her arm eaten off. That part was pretty <laughs> intense. The whole scene, the whole thing, but. We were talking before we got on the call with Leahy, the the alligator uh, building getting set on fire and all the production oh, yeah, that was crazy. stuff getting burnt up. Uh, that, was, for me, was my over-the-top moment. Uh,
3: Andrew? It had to be the Travis suicide. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're
1: there. That's mine. I literally was not expecting that.
2: Nope. I wasn't that expecting... Was like- Either that or the other guy being divorced and actually being straight because the entire like first half of the show, they constantly referred to both of them as husband, never as ex-husband in the past tense. It wasn't until you get the reveal of he was actually straight and banging the girl from the front desk.
3: It was very well played.
2: Yeah, and then then he gets referred to as the ex-husband and then the next – you don't hear about Travis being in, in in the past tense until after he they talk about him killing himself. Uh, very, like you said, very well, like kind of laid out to keep the suspense and the mystery.
3: Also, right. love, the one. yeah, I also love Joe Exotics uh, campaign manager. Just throwing that out there.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, he's just yeah, he was a man. That's what people in Portland look like. Oh. Right.
1: The suicide thing was wild to me because it was built up. Like, yeah, man, he used to just run up people with a gun all the time because, like, that's why people married Joe Exotic or whatever they because they had access to pot and meth and coke and whatever they wanted, and they could just live free. They didn't have to do and anything. Cats. And cats and like tires and shit and all. He's like, there's no clip in this, bro. You know that? <clears throat> he didn't try to do that.
2: Yeah, it was a complete, complete accident. E-
1: round. It was a completely act and the, the the guy's the um campaign manager's reaction was real. Like his he just like
2: like for twenty seconds, did not know what to fucking do.
1: He was all of us. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum
2: Jeff Goldblum? I don't think yeah, he looks like,
1: Baskin, no. looks like Jeff Goldblum. No. Baskin's husband, let's say Jeff Goldblum
2: Jeff Goldblum's a sexy man. You you watch your mouth. Yeah, I mean, like, how is
1: Carol Baskin's husband? Like, 79? <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's sexy. Uh, Tiger King. If you haven't seen it, it is
2: on Netflix. Sorry if we spoiled it for you. Hell of a friggin' show. Wild Ride. Easy Wait. Bench. Seven episodes long.
1: There's so many plot lines. You can't get bored. It's impossible. Every episode
2: is action-packed. Hey, okay. Hey, can, oh, can, I, I, can I say one negative thing about the show? So I want to see if you guys agree. Uh, I only continued watching it after the first episode because of what people were telling me. I did not think the first episode was that great, and it wasn't until oh. like the like the last like scene or two where it really kind of hooked you and wanted you to and made it so that you wanted to keep watching more. I kind of actually found it kind of boring to begin with. The Entire middle. Fantastic. That last episode. I don't think that they did enough for me. Like, it's such a wild ride. That uh, it did not make any sense to me, like how it just kind of ended. You know what I mean? I was expecting like a little bit more of a grand ending.
1: Mm. I think the grand ending of the whole, I mean, of the whole series.
2: Yeah, the last episode. I
1: think the whole thing was like, do we ever find out? Because if you don't Google it and you don't ever figure it out, you're trying to figure out if Joe Exotic gets off. You'd assume that he would. Oh, if he, he gets off. Oh, a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, you you want to know if he gets like, exonerated for like what or like parole if he gets his cats
2: back or whatever? Like, right. Lay, any thoughts on that?
3: Uh, yeah, I was hooked from the get go. Uh, Zoe and I watched five episodes in one night, and we would have finished the whole thing, but we wanted to have something to watch the next day because this is my life of Netflix and Hulu. Is I'm off quarantine work and for, chill, off for of work for like two months, so been oh. binging a lot of stuff. So uh, that's my life, binging, I'm purging. Uh, gee, if you want to know? Work, um, <laughs>
1: Did you want to know two fun facts about Joe Exotic that I learned before we move on? Sure. Sure. When he was 19 years old, he was a police officer. And he was in such a small town that they needed a fire chief. And they said, or, sorry, fire chief, a police chief. And they were like, hey, do you want to be the police chief? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. Um, He'd he gone into an accident. That's why he broke his back. He drove his police car off a bridge. Trying to kill himself. Yep. Wow. And then he left the police force, obviously. He went entirely crazy when apparently he had the same husband for 10 years who died of AIDS. He had taken the guy to the hospital, and in the car, the guy was dying, dying. He was dead, essentially. And Joe was trying to turn around and, like, make him die at home, essentially. And, like, Joe just parked the car, and the guy died in Joe Exotic's arms. And then after that, he ditched everything, moved to Oklahoma, and was like, I'm gonna fucking be Joe Exotic now.
2: That sheds a whole lot of light on him, you know? It's too bad they didn't touch on any of that in the show.
0: Mm.
1: I actually didn't believe it at first because it's, like, 19 years old. Who would make this guy, like, a police chief, whatever? But then there's a bunch of different websites doing the same story, whatever. So it was like, you has to be, like, he had to have had that EMS bomber for a reason. Right. So, uh, RIP, Joe Exotic for when you die. But you have a lot of um, male intercourse in yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Jeez.
2: all right all right we're gonna get into the main topic greatest of all time male professional wrestler um i sent the brackets to you you guys have those uh we're gonna start off in Leahy's region we're gonna go round by round through each region like we normally do until we have the final three and then it's gonna be up to the fans to vote Uh, For those playing along at home wanting to know how we kind of did the seating here, uh, it was almost entirely done by me. And uh, I kind of based it on my perceived drawing power and, like, merchandise sales, things of that nature. Um, You know, kind of put all that together. That does not necessarily indicate that this person is the greatest of all time wrestler just because they're seated where they're at. Uh, It's just more or less a function of trying to figure out where people would be and who they're going to match up against. And, and, uh, the easiest way to do that is just, you know, I guess somewhat popularity and drawing power. So, uh, let's get into it. Leahy, kick us off with, uh, you can pick whatever match you want to do in your first round.
3: It's up oh, to you. Let's go one, eight, one, eight.
2: Oh, set us up on this one. What do we got?
3: Uh, we got the uh, the Golden Calf, the Golden Boy, uh, Big Daddy Mac, uh, Johnny Cena. Do, 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 do.
2: From West Newberry, Massachusetts. Do, 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 do.
3: Uh, taking on the Ultimate Warrior.
2: Uh, Leahy, remind me, is Ultimate Warrior one of your favorite wrestlers?
3: Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, wow. The only thing... Uh, I enjoy about the Ultimate Warrior. Actually, there's two things. Uh, I love his passion. You can't deny the man was passionate. Uh, And I'm also a part of the... uh, That maybe there could have been two Ultimate Warriors. Maybe one of them was alive, then he died, and they brought in a new person to take his place, and it just all got hushed up under the rug. Did you ever hear about that conspiracy theory?
2: Never in my life.
3: Basically, long story short... Uh, Ultimate Warrior got hurt, uh, in his early career, and then he came back, fucking jacked his shit, and he, like, looked a little different, and people were like, maybe there's another Ultimate Warrior, and the first one died.
2: This it's is a like the Avril theory. Levine thing.
3: Yeah, it's a weird theory. Oh, the Avril Don't Levine mean. thing,
1: we're not even getting into that right now. I could do a whole podcast by myself about that shit. I've gone down some rabbit holes. <laughs>
3: Alright, I
2: can't wait to hear it later. Joe, do you have any thoughts on the Ultimate Warrior? Or John Cena?
1: I love the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, Cena is Cena.
2: Yeah. Ultimate Warrior is the prototype for many guys that would come down the line after him. Just big, beefy, bruiser types. Um, definitely was a huge draw in his day, which warrants him being at least an eight seed in this conversation. Uh, but this is a very clear cut. John Cena onto the next round.
1: Yeah, I would agree. You had to put Ultimate Warrior in the you know the list here just for his legacy.
2: Yeah. Uh, Oh, but one of the things I thought you were going to touch on was his uh, promo the night that he died. Because for those who don't know,
3: that was also freaking weird. Yeah,
2: he had finally come back to the WWE after. 15 years of, you know, just not being a part of things. And uh, the, the night he died, he was on the show. Fantastic promo, almost with shades of knowing he was going to die or not be around for much longer. The way, you know, now knowing yeah, what it, had
3: happened. It was crazy. It was such a good promo, too, yeah. especially for somebody who was so bad at promos in his whole career. Yeah.
2: And then to find out the next morning that, you know, he had a heart attack in the parking lot or something like that, it just.
3: Very surreal.
2: Very surreal. Very. Uh, we're going to touch on another superstar here who their passing quite shocked me. So. Yeah. Uh, you moving on to just the next matchup in your region? Yeah,
3: let's go down to the 4-5. Uh, it's a super good matchup. Uh, I think 4 is Eddie Guerrero. Yep. And then uh, 5 would be uh, the three faces of Mick Foley.
2: Damn. What's your two favorite of- Mick Foley face?
3: Oh, got to be Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. Got to be. Bang bang, bang bang. bang. Uh, can I just state that two, these two wrestlers are two of the hardest working wrestlers of all of the WWE and all of wrestling? Yeah. They both work their yeah, ass yeah. off.
2: Yeah, and they both paid for it dearly. Eddie with his life, and uh, Mick Foley with uh, being having um, a pretty. I mean, he's he's had a long career. Uh, He was wrestling just like four or five years ago in TNA, Uh, but uh, he's not in very great shape anymore either. He's got really bad hips, bad back, bad knees. So both of them, yeah, one year. Both of them have paid dearly for uh, for what they've done, what they love. Uh, I'm a big uh, dude love guy. That'd be my favorite Uh, face, Taffoli. Joe, you strike me as a Mankind.
1: I'm actually a Cactus Jack guy, but Mankind, absolutely. Uh, Mick in general. Dude Love's my least favorite. I've also heard the story of Dude Love, how it all came about. It was very cheesy to me and very just forgettable. That's why
0: I love it.
3: One of my favorite Royal Rumbles has to be the one where Foley came out as three different faces of Foley. Right, he just
1: keeps coming back. I love that. Yeah, that was awesome. I will give Dude Love credit in that sense. What was yeah. Dude Love's finisher?
2: They all they had the same finisher. It was the mandible claw. But no, the mandible claw wasn't until he became mankind. But they always did the pile driver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whoops. And then the double armed DDT. Oh, are we not
1: are we not giving Eddie Guerrero enough credit
2: here? Oh no, I was waiting to get over the Foley part before we jumped on Eddie Guerrero because he's one uh, of my favorite wrestlers of all time.
1: Mine as well, Latino
2: Heat. Uh, lady what's what are your feelings on Eddie? You got him in your region.
3: Uh, I I love Eddie Guerrero. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he's definitely not my favorite wrestler. Uh, I love his work ethic. I love how hard he worked and how. Uh, charismatic he was and how he was very good with the fans and stuff uh it just kind of seems like I this might get i might get attacked for this on social media i feel like his death benefited his legacy in the sense that everyone is like eddie guerrero is amazing but like who knows if, the, if what he was doing at the time was his peak and then he just fizzled out but like, well, we just don't know. That's the cool thing is like is we'll never know how good of Eddie Guerrero would have been if he was just finally hitting his stride, if he was going to become like an, an amazing uh, star. But we just don't know. Uh, this is isn't of, the unknown.
2: This isn't dirt sheet rumors. This was like um, you know bona fide proven true. Eddie was in line to become the next WWE champion. Yes. When he when he passed away, he's going to beat Batista for the belt. So Fine by me, I, I don't Batista. I think Eddie Whoa. Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero really found his stride for sure. But even long before that, he was one hell of a professional wrestler. Um, I really guess tag here, team
3: wrestler.
2: I guess here what you got to decide is whether or not Eddie Guerrero as the better technical wrestler goes over fully or fully as the more longevity uh, draw goes over. So. Joe, who, who do you got?
1: Mick Foley. I, I don't even think it's uh, it's it, it's nothing towards um Eddie. I love Eddie Guerrero. I think Eddie Guerrero is one of my he was of my favorite wrestlers. I loved watching wrestling because of him. But Mick Foley to wrestling is too important to not push him through.
2: Lee, oh. I'll, I'll let you be the tiebreaker. I'm going to say Eddie
3: for me it's it's a very like it's a very close vote it's like a 55 45 like there's not too much to separate these guys uh but for how hard foley worked and what he had to do for like the shape of wrestling he was he was like a big guy doing weird things like he just had to do so many more stupid things that like other wrestlers wouldn't have done uh and that's why i have to go with foley here
2: you said fifty five forty five. I was actually more like fifty one forty nine. So my, I'm very very close on this one. Super two of close. my two of my all time favorite wrestlers just all right there. So uh, speaking of all time favorites, uh, the next matchup in your regionally, I'm seeing as Undertaker versus AJ Styles. A match that we're actually going to see this this weekend at WrestleMania.
3: Way too late, unfortunately. Unfortunately, if if this happened 10 years ago, that match would be amazing. But at this point, it's kind of AJ Styles wrestling around the corpse of the Undertaker. Uh, Because this
2: is not a live WrestleMania, given the quarantine that's going on. uh, It
3: might actually help.
2: uh, What I have heard is that this is actually one of the Undertaker's best matches in years.
3: Well, that's great. That's great to hear because it has not been very good recently. No.
1: He's 56 years old.
3: Oh, I all know. right, but
2: this is not talking about uh, Undertaker's current corpse. We're talking about greatest of all time, uh, one of the longest-standing gimmicks, uh, oh,
3: yeah.
2: the, dead, the dead man. AJ Styles, I mean, he's only been doing it at the peak, at the pinnacle of wrestling in WWE for the last five years. Uh, it's very hard for me to... To, to even suggest that Styles would go over Taker here. I think a Taker's a clear favorite.
1: I think AJ Styles being mentioned here is, like, adorable. Great. It's the Undertaker. You can't... know. Uh, this can't be, even be a conversation.
3: Uh, for me, I, I mean, I think you guys are selling AJ Styles short a lot. For his work that he did in Ring of Honor, New Japan, TNA... He's done it across like four or five businesses. You got to give him credit for being able to do what he's done as a small guy across multiple businesses, carrying multiple world titles.
2: I loved him in TNA, man. He was great. He was Amazing. he was uh, Christian's C- uh, crony for a while. Such a great character that he had there. Uh, A.J. Styles got a fantastic move He's awesome in the ring. Can't wait to see this match with the Undertaker, but. Um, it, even as much as I love Styles, I don't think that this is a hard fo- vote at all. So. Um,
3: yeah, I think I agree with you, but I think that we're just underselling how many good matches AJ Styles puts on and how he can make anyone else wrestle a good match, uh, which makes him a fantastic wrestler. Because you could put him with someone who's terrible, and he can still wrestle a damn good match for that person.
2: Very a true. A lot of people's
3: best matches are against AJ Styles.
2: That's very for true. For that
3: reason. Just, yeah. just I don't mean, think it's like exactly John John Cena.
1: AJ Styles. Sorry. I don't think it's downplaying AJ Styles. I think it's, like, trying to honor the multiple decades of excellence of The Undertaker. It's only been within the past three or four years, that he's really been on a... And we do we judge his decline based off his WrestleMania wins? I mean...
2: I mean the dude no. was undefeated until WrestleMania thirty one, so oh, yeah. oh, right.
1: They they and he Not didn't it. wrestle Scrubs either. He always wrestled Shawn Michaels or he always wrestled there was somebody great he was wrestling like Orton. doing Orton, it. Orton. Orton.
2: Uh, Triple H giant Gonzalez. Cool, cool.
1: <laughs> he wasn't wrestling Scotty too hoty out of Lewis in Maine, you know. He's wrestling these so you know, great wrestlers. Yeah. So I think it's like the sustained excellence for a long time. So I think this matchup is just tough for AJ Styles.
2: Yeah. It's
1: AJ's fault.
2: Taker moves on. Speaking of uh, great Undertaker opponents, the next matchup, your last matchup in your region here for this round, Leahy, you got the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels versus Roman Reigns, the two seed versus the seven seed. Uh... You guys have any qualms with me, even including Roman Reigns? No, that's fine. I think we needed to have a little bit of new blood. He was probably one of the better choices.
3: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that uh, his career is on the up and up, and uh, you know that I'm a big Roman Reigns guy. I was when he when he was in uh, FCW back when he was in Florida Championship Wrestling. <laughs> Layaki. <laughs> Layaki, uh, and then also like when he was with the Shield, he was fantastic. Uh, it's just i think a lot of people have problems with rome reigns because of the push he got and uh how he gets put over other ones just like the same problem that we have with john cena and uh, he was just jammed down our throats for many years uh i think reigns is an awesome wrestler uh but we all know that Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler so i don't think this is a competition just because of that alone
2: uh i don't like the hate that reigns gets i like reigns i'm not his biggest fan I'm not like as big a fan as you are, but I think he's a damn fine wrestler. Yeah, uh, he's, he's may not really be a fan.
3: his five loose set.
2: He may not be a fan, a fantastic promo, but that doesn't always matter. Uh, I mean, he's the big dog, and the big dog's got to eat. He does.
1: Big dog got.
2: Joe, you agree with Leahy here? Yeah, I mean, we'll go in like on Shawn Michaels Frank's more through, in the I'll next like, round. I
1: like his character. Yeah, it's it, it's sprinkling in a little bit of Roman Reigns. You could have put anybody in this body in Shawn Michaels It didn't matter.
2: They're really. just going to get sweet chin music to death.
1: Exactly. I think there's was like six wrestlers you could have put, that could have been like, Oh, well you put blank against Shawn Michaels. Okay. That's interesting. Every other wrestler would have been like, well, they're playing against Shawn Michaels right now. So it didn't, it doesn't really matter who you're putting up against them. I like Roman Reigns. I think it's, Really great wrestler. I think his his gimmick is good. I think that the wolf howl gets the people going.
2: I don't know that it's uh, a wolf howl. <laughs> I think it's like a tri- a tribal like Samoan thing. But
1: he's Samoan. Yes, he's yeah.
2: the Rock's cousin.
1: Oh, like Snoop Dogg and that girl Sasha Banks. Same thing.
2: Kinda. Yeah, they're cousins. Right. Um, HBK, on to the next round. Bye-bye. Joe, we're breaking into your region now.
1: Let's go.
2: Where, I'll let you pick which matchup you want to start off with, buddy. Le- he started off go. with his
1: 1-8. So I'm not going to start with my 1-8. I'm going to save that. Let's jump right into a heartthrobber for Mike. Let's jump into four or five. Let's jump into one. Triple H CM Punk.
2: Let's jump into that.
1: Well, Triple H like owns the business now, so this one isn't gonna be very hard. Unfortunately, CM Punk is an incredible wrestler. His gimmick is incredible. His legacy is incredible. Uh, what he did in the had- lower levels of Joe
2: wrestling is- Joe's is breaking out the shovel right now. <laughs> I, yeah, not. I mean,
1: triple, tri- he's gonna bury, bury him. him. It's Triple H. Like, he literally is banging a McMahon. He's there's it. I watched SmackDown, what was it, three weeks ago? There were 10 people in the room. One of them was Triple H calling the match.
2: Yeah. He's that could have been CM Punk, it. though, too. He's a great match you know, caller as well.
1: Can he speak?
2: Yeah, he's a very good talker.
1: I like CM Punk a lot. I think this is a tough matchup for him. Four or five, though, so I appreciate that. That was a tough one. I think yeah. CM Punk can be a lot of people. I don't think CM Punk can beat Triple H in this.
3: Lee? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good point. I think Triple H, uh, when he married into the company, definitely uh, gave him the edge on this one. Uh, I think Triple H is wrestling as a singles was amazing as a single wrestler. Uh, what he did with Shawn Michaels and DX, his time with Evolution, just Triple H has done it all. Uh, and that's the thing is unfortunately because of what happened with CM Punk and the WWE having so many issues that we didn't get to see as much as we wish we could have seen with CM Punk. And unfortunately, we got we've gotten all we've had to see of Triple H, but unfortunately, I think we're just left wanting more with CM Punk. Where I feel like Triple H has already done all that and some.
2: Uh, I would argue that peak CM Punk is better than peak Triple H.
3: I think it's an argument. I don't think it's the right argument, but...
2: Uh, Because Triple H never once was, like, the sole atop of the roster guy carrying things. He was constantly in the mix with people that are probably held in higher regard than him. Like, your Stone Cold Steve Austin, your Rocks, your Undertaker's almost throughout his entire career and then even he never had a chance when those guys were gone to then be the guy as well because then you had people who came in like uh, the rock i'm sorry not the rock guy like batista and john cena so like he was always kind of in the mixed with other really top guys whereas cm punk came around during a time when there was really no top guy except for cena uh you know, wrestling had been on the decline for a bit and he made wrestling interesting again. I think we're selling CM Punk short here by by uh, burying him with Triple H just like Triple H tried to do back in twenty thirteen.
1: Yeah, he's you could very very to argue. Fucking fucking yeah,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> you could almost argue though that like Triple H kept up with a much better generation of wrestlers. And he kept up, and he sustained himself with guys like The Rock, with Stone Cold Steve Austin, with those guys, and legacies before that with HBK, Ric Flair, those guys. When CM Punk came through, he Made it incredible nice. wrestler. <laughs> that too <laughs> came from like almost like an you know ECW side of, and this is my bad. Like I don't remember where he, he's a big TNA guy, right?
2: No, Ring of Honor.
1: Ring of Honor, thank you.
2: Yeah,
1: and this is not this is not CM Punk's fault. This I I'm pushing Triple H through because I think Triple H he held his own for a long time with a great generation of wrestlers, and then he moved on and he kept his own with another generation of wrestlers, and now he is the business actually.
3: And
2: now he's oh. making and molding a new generation of wrestlers. Right. Exactly.
3: Uh, yeah. Let's not forget that uh, Triple H made wrestling cool again and with the DX stuff.
2: Yeah, he also uh, made it cool again with NXT.
3: Yeah, and he sold a shit ton of merch. Yeah, he's gotta be a top five merch guy of all time, between that's all right. the stuff that he's done.
2: That's part. That's partly why I had him at number four
3: and the number four seed here. So he's a big. He's a big guy.
2: Uh, I wanted to give CM Punk a little more of his due. That, that's all there, but um, I can uh, totally understand why Triple H moves on in this matchup. So
1: yeah. That is definitely no hard feelings.
2: Uh, Joe, which of your next matchups did you want to jump into?
1: So I think the next one I want to jump into is the three six seed Bret Hart, Ray Mysterio. Wow. This one's hard too.
2: How great of a match would this have actually been?
1: Um, I think of, the,
2: think of the fantastic matches Ray had with like guys like Eddie and Kurt Angle. Uh, you know, if he w- he got to mix it up with Brett on the grandest stage of them all, I just, I don't know. I feel like that would just be such a fantastic wrestling match.
1: I, th- I definitely think he would have, I think Ray would have held his own against Brett. This is a really interesting matchup for me too, because Brett comes from a wrestling family. Uh, A very well-known family in wrestling, like the guys who were in the basement, like a cement cellar, just beating the fuck out of each other. The Dungeon of Rey Mysterio, a true luchador, comes in. He's popular from top to bottom. Everyone loves him. Kids love him. Adults love him. 619, incredible finisher move. Um, He's a world champion as well um little guy who could be big guy david get he's david goliath Yeah, he had to fight guys at the great khali and big show and all these different guys to kind of prove himself like hey i'm five foot nothing and i can go out there and i can you know prove myself against the you know the bigger wrestlers out there bret hart on the other hand and just you know legacy, career, big family. I actually, I'm I'm torn down the middle with this one. I think I need you guys on this one.
2: Uh, Bret Hart was the guy. Rey Mysterio was never the guy. I think that's the thing that's going to make or break this particular matchup right here. Rey, fantastic in the ring. Can't take anything away from him. He's got a specific style that really speaks to certain people in the fan base. Uh, but Bret Hart carried the company on his back through some of the darkest times of wrestling. And uh, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have Stone Cold Steve Austin. So.
3: Sure. sure. Hey. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right where you are, Mike. Um, Bret Hart could freaking wrestle a chair and have a good match, for goodness freaking sakes. The guy was incredible. Um, and really I feel like he really helped put uh, Canon on the map for wrestling too. Uh, something we don't talk about very often. and uh, just the whole hard dynasty was just so fucking cool back in the day. and uh, it, it, they just brought up so many opportunities for so many great wrestlers and, and the training that they did in the dynasty and the dungeon itself. Uh, they've trained so many good wrestlers. Uh, Ty- I think needs to be brought up.
2: Tyson Kidd and Natalia,
3: two of the more oh, recent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, Joe, does that help settle it for you, Bret Hart? To the I next think round? so.
1: Yeah, I think Bret Hart has to move on on this one. Um, and nothing towards Rey Mysterio. I think Rey Mysterio deserves his, but I don't think Rey Mysterio would move on in any other round against any of these other wrestlers, even on Andrew's list. So, I think Bret Hart has to move on. So your two seven is next then. I was actually thinking about going to the one the one eight because I think that the two seven is a better matchup. Let's do it. One eight is Stone Cold Steve Austin Ooh. versus Bruno Sammartino. Oh wow,
3: that was who, really nice.
1: Yeah, I don't okay, think I hit that. Did I hit
3: that? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> oh, no, That's right.
1: Yeah. San Martino, there we go. So, Mike was giving me kind of like a clue on San Martino beforehand, kind of carried the company beforehand. He was like Hulk Hogan before Hulk Hogan, right? And he was changed. You said he was championed for about 10 years. Forever. Right. It like a very, very long time in like you'd say what, the 60s, 70s? Yeah,
3: 11, 11 years, 4040 days.
1: That's obnoxious, <laughs> and they still have viewers. Which is uh, it,
3: interesting. it was back before there was real television
2: deals. You know, back before there was like national television and things of that nature. That may have been on like syndicated program on you know weeknights or something like that every once in a while. But the big thing was he got asses in the seats. He sold out the Madison Square Garden week in week out. So, All
1: right. So. And then when the glass shatters, you realize why this guy just can't move past Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, Because Stone Cold Steve Austin is one of the most important wrestling figures to walk this earth. To this day, you turn on SmackDown, nothing's happening, and people still scream, what? 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 In between everyone's sentences, um... Austin three sixteen, just he had the best hands out of anyone I've ever seen. He could catch a six pack of beer. Like just catching beer out of anywhere. Uh Stone Cold Center, one of the best finishing moves maybe ever. Um That's Electrifying. Have to be a topic sometime Absolutely. I I think that would be a great, like um greatest wrestling finishing move. That'd be great. Um Nothing against this too but Stone Cold Steve Austin. I only even think this is a conversation. I think Stone Cold has to keep it moving. Wait,
3: well, hey, you have any
2: any thoughts at all on San Martino?
3: Uh, yeah, I think one. Uh, you think about the WWE and all the records and how they get broken all the time. Uh, this his his uh, longest reign, the longest reign ever in WWE history. I don't think it's ever going to be broken. I think it's just something that's always going to be there. I don't see anyone holding the world championship for 11 years. I just don't think it's possible. And I think that's something that we look back very fondly on is something that he's always going to be there as uh, in the record books and it will always be mentioned. And he was a fantastic wrestler at a time where there wasn't a lot of fantastic wrestlers. So it was just, uh, it's really nice to include him on this list. I think we had to include him on this list because it would have been a little bit of travesty if we missed out. And it's talking about Bruno a little bit. But when it
2: comes to GOAT status, you you got to give it to Austin, so Austin moves on. Mm. Uh, so, Joe, your last matchup set us up. You said it was better than the San Martino versus Austin. What do we got here? This
1: is gonna me a little bit more of a conversation here, because you have um, the 7th seed is Kurt Angle. How Kurt Angle hit the 7th seed, no one knows. And Ric Flair...
2: Uh, hey, which one of these woo. guys has a rap song named after him? That's what I want to know. Ric Flair drip. His how many times have you been married now?
1: A million. <laughs> like, so his like fourth wedding, whatever it was, just like a year or two ago, he walked down the aisle to Ric Flair drip.
2: Hey, uh, he's also the only person on any of our lists mm-hmm. that has a daughter that's won a championship.
1: Did he win an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck?
2: That's true. True. Kurt freaking angle.
1: Just saying. So, um, Ric Flair, 16-time world champion. Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start. Um, the personality of personality, he has, um, he's wrestled in some of the biggest and best Matches in WWE history. Um, I, I don't even know like how to like give Ric Flair justice. Like you say, Ric Flair, you know who I'm talking about. Um, the entrance, uh, the limousine riding. kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, the whole shimmy bang, whatever he says. Kurt Angle, on the other hand, also WWE champion. Olympic medal, obviously. Um, Huge matches. Great rivalry with Brock Lesnar that I remember from back in the day. Uh, It's great because two absolutely freakish athletic people actually wrestling each other was great. Um, Still a personality. um, Shaved his head. Kept this shaved head, which I thought was hilarious for a long time. I, I, Ric Flair though how, he wrestled for how long, and he I think he still like wants to lace him up. I feel he, like if they offered him a certain amount of money, they'd be like, "All right, bro, you're a hundred and four, nah, nah, why, why not? I can throw him in there." For half the
2: seventies, all the eighties, and half the nineties, he was the wrestler. Right. I he, he, He's the wrestler's wrestler. Stone Cold Steve Austin says Ric Flair is his favorite wrestler of all time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He never had, like, he had the cocky attitude, kind of, but he was a great wrestler, obviously. Great finishing move, the figure four lead lock. Um, He always knew how to sustain success and sustain just being competitive against not just wrestlers, but, like, the best wrestlers. He wasn't wrestling scrubs. He was always wrestling, like, champions. Um, but Kurt Angle, the same thing. The, the only thing that hurts Kurt Angle and all of this is legacy, really.
2: longevity,
1: longevity. That's that that's it. Because Olympic gold medal, every belt, not sixteen times. Um, a very yeah, that long- again. That
2: also means he hasn't lost them sixteen times.
1: I mean, right? But I mean. You, you give what the WWE gets you, whatever. You take what the WWE gives you.
2: I'm just saying that in order to have the record for the most title wins, you also have had to have lost titles along the way. Right. So just because Angle hasn't won as many titles doesn't mean that he hasn't also held the title for longer stretches of time. You know? He, Ang- Angle was SmackDown in the mid-2000s. I mean, 2002 to 2005. And he's one of the reasons that, you know, I stuck with wrestling for as long as I have. But I don't, there's no way possible I could ever, in a match, yeah, Angle might beat Flair. But as far as legacy and impact on the overall business, Flair has got to be the, the guy here. Like,
3: yeah, I, no, I think uh, Blair's done just so freaking much for the business, and uh, the amount of work he put in, he had amazing matches for decades. Like You could you could think about not many people have put up amazing matches through at least three decades. Blair's one of those people who could say that. He probably even had great matches in four decades. I haven't looked at the stats. He just wrestled let's, for fucking ever.
2: Let's see what he did in TNA. <laughs>
3: uh, but like... He had, his, he had his time with Evolution. He had his time with the Four Horsemen. The guy did everything. 16-time world champion. That's more world champions than I've won by a few. It's close, but...
1: One or two. I mean, not yeah, bad.
3: But, I mean, he's, he's done everything. And he, on top of it, he makes nice offspring that, that wrestle well. So, I'm a Ric Flair guy. I'm going Ric Flair here.
2: All right. So, we're going to move into the uh, Mike region. Hell, yeah. I'm going to start off with my 1-8 because it's a bad matchup that'll just... Hogan versus Batista. Next. Well, yeah, I know how much you love Batista.
3: I hate Batista. Do you hate, uh, like do you hate
2: Batista more than you would hate Hogan?
3: I don't know what's worse. Batista as an actor I hate or Batista Hope. as a wrestler. Whoa!
2: Batista is a fantastic actor.
3: Yeah, you can say that because Gardens of the Galaxy shit, but eh, he's fine. He I mean, fine. Yeah,
2: that's pretty much the only thing he's been that like great in. But he
3: fills uh, his role in certain movies, and he's a, he's a usable character. But he'll never. It he wasn't be a, a, a
2: James course. Bond movie, and I guess it was pretty good as a villain. I haven't seen it yet, though.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's fine for what he is. He just kind of annoys me with his attitude. But I mean, Hulk Hogan had a, a little bit of an attitude, I think. <laughs> Uh, to me, say,
2: to me, it seems that it's very clear that the uh, person that should move on here is Hulk Hogan. But do we need to give any more of a due to Batista? I guess.
3: No, Batista was a, a, a was a good wrestler. Was uh, the man for a while. Was in fucking Evolution, which was awesome. I did a lot of cool things, but uh, unfortunately, eh, just. Just He just hasn't been uh, the man. He isn't a true American. He isn't
2: the he's not a real American. American. He's not a real American.
1: No, he's not a true American. He's a real American. Well, I don't know where he's from. He's probably from, like, the Bronx. He's from, he's from Cuba. What? Yep. No. Like Fidel Straight Castro? Facts. Yep.
2: Um, Alright. Hogan goes on. I loved Batista for a short while, but like with some of these guys, they were the guy on top, but uh, Batista was on top at the same time as John Cena so he he had some competition
3: Mike owned a Batista shirt hoodie Yeah, hoodie, you? That's what it was. hoodie.
2: yeah, That's that was my favorite, my go-to hoodie for the longest time,
3: it was, do you still have
2: that? Uh, no, my, I think my sister had it for a while, but I kind of grew out of it, but no, I, that thing's got to be long gone at this point yeah, probably. Uh, I'm now going to move to my 2-7 matchup because it's also not too interesting, I don't think. Uh, this is another instance kind of similar That's to cool. uh, Sam Martino, where this person has to be put on here for uh, just kind of name recognition alone. But given how the business has changed over the years, uh, he doesn't necessarily hold up as well as some of these other guys. But the King Harley Race is my... Oh, yeah. Had, had to include him seven seed, but he's going up against uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
3: Probably the best two seed?
2: Uh, I don't know. You have Shawn Michaels in your region, so... Fair. How the hell do you
1: have the tooth fairy as number two?
2: And Joe had Flair as a two seed. Those were all pretty good. Yeah, (laughs) pretty good.
3: I guess at that point...
2: Yeah, you're splitting hairs. Uh, Harley Race, great for a very long time. He's helped to train and influence uh, several guys, including Triple H. Triple H does his knee and uh, a few other moves. Uh, Harley Race, hell of a guy, but The Rock has gone on to be an absolute superstar above and beyond the WWE. Uh, His time in the WWE may have been relatively short compared to some of the other guys on this list, but... When, man, when he ran hot, he ran hot. He was the top guy. He was selling merch. Uh, he had the best matches. Uh, the Rock is the clear-cut one going on, I think, here against Harley Race.
3: Yeah, and I mean, he's The Rock's just a fantastic ambassador for the sport, too. Like, every time The Rock come back, comes back to wrestle, like, it's just oh, all these eyes come back to wrestling. Yeah. Uh, it just shows, like, how his... Uh, his uh, uh, what I don't know. What I'm trying to say his like attire. No, his order just brings everyone back to the WWE.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people get interested and uh, excited for the WWE, and they hear The Rock's going to be back. So,
3: oh yeah,
2: yeah, he brings eyeballs.
3: He's good for Joe. WrestleMania every once in a while.
2: Joe, you have any thoughts on Harley Race?
1: Mm-hmm. Not, not really. I think it's a legacy thing. He's the king. Um, He is the king. Put him against the Rock. The Rock is the most electrifying, you know, figure in sports entertainment. All
2: right. So the Rock. I never understood how
1: that people. Here's a real question, or maybe I'll save this question. I'll ask it, and we can answer it later. How did the people's elbow hurt?
3: Oh, it hurts. It hurts your. It's because it's just so electrifying. Yeah.
1: Right, it was the most electrifying move in sports entertainment. I heard that.
3: Yeah, he's the Brahma Bull. It doesn't feel good when the whole fucking elbow drops you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I got a, I
2: got two interesting matchups left here. I'm gonna save the three six because I think you guys will have more to say on that one. But uh, my four five is one of my favorite. Actually, if we were to do power rankings, he would have been number one, Macho sure. Man Randy Savage.
3: Ooh, yeah.
2: Against Sting. Ooh. Fun, fun fact, Sting was in a tag team with the Ultimate Warrior back in the early 80s.
3: Yes, he was. It was a long time. Uh,
2: Sting used to have blonde hair. The makeup was uh, more colorful. He'd wear, like, pink the- pink long tights.
3: What was their tag team in?
2: The Blade Runners.
3: The Blade Runners, that's what it was. Uh,
2: Sting has been around for a while, wrestling throughout the '80s, the '90s, and into the 2000s. Sting is the man. Uh, hell yeah! The the switch to the uh, the crow-inspired, you know, the black and white face paint when he came back from an injury uh, was a hell of a shakeup for his career. Something that I think he needed, kind of really reestablished him. And then going into uh, his his years in TNA, I mean. Honestly, he's the guy that put TNA on the map.
3: He was you know, the face
2: of TNA. Yeah, when they got Sting. Sting Sting was the man there. Uh, but Macho Man is, is one of the the, the pinnacles of, of wrestling here. Uh, he's just fantastic in the ring. Fantastic personality. Yeah, I'm the cream of the crop. Uh, yeah. It's like Macho Man was here right now.
3: Was uh, that Macho Man?
2: Macho Man, Randy Savage, Marco? I think clearly goes on he was my choice he was part of my choice for the greatest of all time wrestlemania match with uh ricky the dragon steamboat at wrestlemania 3 so macho man has a hell of a legacy i think he moves on to the next round
3: but yeah you, no one can sell uh, slim jims like the macho man
2: <laughs> you, dig it in, snap into a slim jim
3: yeah, St- Sting's uh, reinventing himself as the, the, the faint paint, face paint, the crow, and the baseball bat, like, totally gave his career a second life. It was crazy.
2: Uh, but Joe, that
3: being said... Just, Joe, you were just,
2: a WWE kid. Did you watch much WCW in the late 90s?
1: Not really, only because of I would watch some WCW stuff, specifically because I was watching, like, WWF or WWE, and they would mention old stuff, Kevin Nash, um you know those guys and you know you'd go back and if you could i mean back in like you know the early 2000s or whatever there you could just go on youtube and watch videos but if like wcw would show up on tv whatever you'd watch it just to see if there's anyone you recognize but i never really got too much of wcw
2: so you have no problems with putting macho man through here
1: Nothing. No issues.
2: Well, my three-six matchup is Edge versus Jericho.
1: Oh, I don't think that's hard.
2: I think that Jericho may have deserved a higher seed.
1: I would put Jericho past Edge, but it's not like it's not an easy thought.
2: Really, I think Edge is the. I think Edge is the winner here, just based on. Jericho may have had uh, a longer career so far continuing to reinvent himself, always coming back and doing something different. But uh, Edge was like when he was hot, when he was on top, he was on top. And, and look how excited people are right now for WrestleMania where Edge is going to be facing Randy Orton this weekend.
3: Question.
2: Uh, I don't think they'd be Here as excited can. for a Jericho return. I hmm. think we might
3: sh- I think we shorted Randy Orton. I totally forgot about Randy Orton. Yeah, he I think may he belongs in this conversation a little bit.
2: He may have been able to make this list over somebody like, say, Batista or uh, I don't know, but maybe even a Christian Jericho Render. or Edge. I don't think that Orton's better than Edge or Jericho. That's, that's not that's not true. But
3: I think uh, Je- uh, Orton's uh, RKO. Like literally, everyone knows what freaking RKO is now.
2: Yeah, might be RKO. might be greatest of all time uh, wrestling move.
3: No, don't go up on a
2: We'll, we'll get there sometime.
3: Yeah, slow down, Joe. Nope. I think. Uh, for for yeah. me, it's Edge, but it's close. <clears throat> but it also probably helps that I like his entrance music a little bit more than I like Jericho's. Edge
2: does have great I, entrance music.
1: I looked at Edge maybe to like, you know, we we did this episode too.
2: It was his like his the second or third. incredible.
1: Yeah. It second was stone cold. Yeah. I looked at him as a tag team guy for too long. He had oh, that. He was like,
3: so good in that tag
2: team though. I Christmas looked at, I as looked at Jericho as a cruiserweight guy for too long.
1: Oh, that you just he didn't did make a woman.
2: <laughs> That's true. China yeah. beat beat Chris Jericho. China, China oh. is not a woman. China has a dick. <laughs> <laughs> had you, past tense. Nope, have you seen had, the dick?
3: Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the only thing left.
3: Oh,
2: <laughs> straight up. Oh, stuck oh, it your butt. <laughs> All
1: right, let's Jericho, get cool. though, like he more personalities. He, he, he I don't know that I agree enough, with or, that. Well, I think that
2: their personalities are very similar. I, I it, would, they are. long blonde
3: hair. Nah, neither mm-hmm. of them have. That Jericho's probably a better talker. Uh, and I think that's why I think that Jericho probably has slightly better personality than Edge, but I think Edge was just the better wrestler. I love Edge,
1: by the way, I was just trying to like make it so Jericho didn't get drowned out. Like, uh, Randy Orton,
3: like listening to to
2: Jericho's music. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, pretty good.
2: Uh, that new song that he had, a couple of years ago, they put out a new album. The song called Judas was very good. Right. Check it All out right. on Spotify back to Leahy's region for his second round of action Leahy you got taker versus HBK I think we're gonna save that one
3: Cena versus Cena Foley, Foley. Uh, I think this is still Cena pretty easily uh, just the amount of work that he did uh, carrying the company uh, being the workhorse uh, even coming from like when he was a, uh, a bad guy. I know Cena, bad guy.
2: We I mean, started with just. Bad guy. Oh,
3: it was it was awesome. We need more Cena as a bad guy. Uh, but like between that, his like his first big title run, his uh, his big uh, Royal Rumble win. There's always times the Rock Cena matchups. There's just so many good Cena moments. Cena <laughs> CM Punk
2: underrated match for Cena. By the way, speaking of Chris Jericho, was. Uh, during his like one of his first big title runs when he got switched over to Raw, one of his first title defenses was a triple threat match with Christian and Chris Jericho. Fantastic. Oh yeah, that,
3: that was a great match.
2: Fantastic triple threat. Um, that's the, that's what Cena is. Man, he's Big Match John.
3: Big Match John. Big Match John.
2: But are we selling fully too short here?
3: No, nah, I think we did enough talk for Foley in the first round against Eddie. Uh, I think that just uh, in general, Cena's a, an A-star and Foley's a B-star. I think I mean, that you uh, have to give
1: Cena, Cena was able to, at a young age, mind you, I don't know how old Cena is anymore, it, it almost seems like when we, you guys started watching wrestling before I did Cena was coming out as a doctor of Thuganomics and he was this tool bag who would come out with a sideways visor and he was like a shame to everyone from Massachusetts well he was actually dressed like everyone from Massachusetts and then you look at him now 16 time world champion um, he, he's done the most make-a-wishes out of anybody in the world um <clears throat> Every kid loves him. He's a great wrestler in general. He can still he can still be Brock Lesnar and like those bigger guys. Like I, I like Mick Foley deserves a lot of credit. It, he's just in a tough matchup against John Cena.
2: Next t- matchup is even tougher. Taker versus HBK.
3: Mm, no. now mm. If
2: we're if we're judging this solely on their WrestleMania record, here Taker is the winner.
3: That would be correct.
2: Two and O. But and he also has the
3: better overall Wrestlemania record.
2: HBK made everybody look good.
3: Oh that yeah, was, he was the ultimate fucking guy to wrestle against.
2: Uh, he may not have had the quite the longevity that Undertaker has had, because Undertaker has just sustained. I mean, he's had a couple different injuries, and then the last like, maybe even as far back as like the last like Ten years he's been pretty much part-time but hbk had his falling out with the wwe his broken back situation then he came back then he retired then he came back now and he's working with like nxt um so he's like on again off again um but I just have a very hard time just like if to comparing the two guys together right now, I'm like leaning Sean Michaels, but if I'm thinking about overall legacy and impact on the business, I think maybe taker has the edge. This is a tough matchup for me.
1: I'm going to, it is really hard. This isn't a clear cut. Anything you have to like nitpick here. Because the legacy thing, they both have that. They both have star power. They both have incredible entrances. They both have great finishing moves. They both have the titles. They both have all of that. So you have to put all that aside and say, could the business survive without one or the other? I think the business could survive without HPK. The Undertaker has literally one of the greatest entrances. Like That entrance takes so fucking long, but you never look away. His character is different. He even even when he was in his limp biscuit badass stage, whatever the fuck that was, and he would roll out in a Harley and Biscuit would be out there, Fred Durst would be out there fucking rolling, whatever he was doing. It was still like you were enthralled. HBK, incredible wrestler, awesome finishing move, incredible theme music. He has the Degeneration X thing so many great things. At the same time, there were other wrestlers kind of like him. I, 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 I'm with The Undertaker on this one, but I don't... I, I think it's 51%, 49%. I don't. I think it's
3: hard. Lee? Yeah, I think if we're talking character-wise, I think The Undertaker has this. His character is easily better than Shawn Michaels' character. Uh, it's one of the, the true, like, real characters that is still alive in the WWE. Um, we're like he's still the dead man. He's still fucking dead. He's been dead all these fucking years, and you still can't. I can't him. even believe it. Um, but for me, Shawn Michaels is just is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Uh, physically wise, uh, the amount of work he did in the ring, uh, it just he literally could wrestle a fucking chair, and that match would be amazing. Like he's just that talented. He's one of the best. Sellers in the business They're just like Selling moves I mean Obviously he had his times Where he just did over the tops And sold like an idiot But I mean Who doesn't At this point in their life
2: Like The uh, only time I can think of Where he really oversold And it was too bad Was against Hogan Yeah 2004 (laughs) SummerSlam (laughs) He just didn't He didn't want to have to Fight Hogan And do the job He didn't
3: give a shit Uh But he He was Mr. WrestleMania He was the showstopper Uh Every single match that he had at WrestleMania was phenomenal. Both of his matches against The Undertaker were phenomenal.
2: I started watching WrestleMania 23 again the other day, specifically for the fact that I wanted to see HPK versus John Cena.
3: Yeah. It, uh, Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Career match was amazing. There's just so much that he did in the beginning. And then even towards the end, he still like could put on an amazing match, like a 40-minute match against anybody
2: tag team guy in the 80s you know yeah, the heartbreakers the or the rock the rockers i don't know why they said heartbreakers uh with uh, uh what's put, his name put him through the the barbershop what's, window what's his name marty Janetti.
3: marty Ginetti. I was, I was trying to go the opposite direction with having marty be his second name uh
2: so are we saying are we going with hbk
3: i'm an hbk guy and we always knew this uh I don't get me wrong. Taker's phenomenal, and the streak is like the thing. Uh, but Shawn Michaels' wrestling ability, I think, is better than Undertaker, and I think that's where my my where I'm lying here.
2: I'll give him the edge. Also on uh, merch, Taker's never had cool merch. I mean, it's just weird crosses and skulls yeah, I mean, and stuff. You know. Whereas HBK had the Degeneration X stuff on the best merch sellers of all time. So that's yeah, not but, yeah. just him
1: though, that's a whole by like, generation yeah. of people. That's X Pac, that still H, involved Dog. that It was all
2: started with Triple H and just Triple H and Shawn Michaels. There was no Road Dog, no Billy Gunn, and no X Pac. It was just those right. two no, I with China, okay, China and Rick Root as as the uh, as the uh, backup. And China. then once Rick Root and China were taken out, they added in the other guys.
1: Right, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely has better merch then, because if you don't like weird upside-down crosses and shit like that, you're probably not going to
2: buy 100 right. merch. Ah, shit. Here we go. HBK moves on to the finals in Leahy's region.
3: Seven, two of my favorite wrestlers is 1-2.
2: Uh, Joe, you got Brett versus Flair and Austin versus Triple H. Oh, Where are we going first? Shit. He's
3: getting uh, serious. Let's do
1: Brett Flair. Uh, Brett,
2: Brett Flair? Oh, oh, oh boy. Uh, I'm just gonna throw my dick out on the table right now. Give me Bret Hart, baby.
3: Ooh. I don't know how it's that easy for you. For me, I'm the other way around. Uh, I I I'm a Ric Flair guy through and through. I think it's Flair, and by a decent amount, just the amount of work he did, uh, and the amount of titles he won. I'm I'm a Flair guy. So. And, uh, WWE he's
1: also lost that many titles, Andrew. Come on.
3: WWE uh, is.
2: WWE has been and continues to be what everybody sets as the benchmark and the top of wrestling. Flair's best success was in NWA and WCW. He won the title like two times with the WWE. He's had great matches, but he was never the guy for the WWE. Whereas Bret Hart was the guy for a near
3: decade. That's fair, but WCW was just as good as WWE for a good chunk of that time. Yeah,
2: but NWA wasn't and that's when he was
3: in his prime. That's fair. And I mean sometimes you got to you got to carry something to be great. Sometimes you just being there makes it a better product.
2: It is true that NWA would ultimately go on to become partially WCW, so It's all in the back of Ric Flair, but But I don't know. Joe's the tiebreaker.
1: This sucks. Because Ric Flair is, I think Ric Flair is a much more memorable. Because like if you don't like from like a me perspective, from like a non wrestling historian perspective, it has to be Ric Flair, but. If you think about it, you do even like a minimal amount of research, you realize the Hart family and Bret Hart did so much for the for WWE and so much for wrestling that who knows what Ric Flair's, you know, destiny would have been if the Hart family wasn't carrying on through. Like, do we give the nod to the guys that kind of paved the way? Are they the same age?
3: Uh, no, Flair's older. No, Flair's older
1: is older too, so that's
3: rough, too. Well, that's uh, hey, to I'll get. Fl- <laughs> Fl- Flair could sell scratch
2: tickets.
1: Uh, He's got anything. Uh, I'll,
2: I'll get. Drinks? I'll give one knock against my my pick. We are talking greatest of all time pro wrestler. So just because I said my guy was the better WWE guy doesn't necessarily mean we shouldn't give the edge to uh, to Flair. What
1: the fuck are you? How do you not have a hair on your entire body? <laughs>
2: I'm sweaty. Like he just took his shirt off and he's t- the, this is like a sweaty. skinned cat.
1: I haven't been that hairless <laughs> since I was 11 years old. That was 19 <laughs> years ago.
3: Some people like this, I guess.
1: <laughs> I think he's always tolerated at this point. All
3: right, Zoe's so like, well, I'll paint some hairs on your body. What do we got, Joe? Brett <laughs> Flair.
1: I uh, Mike, don't hate me for this. I have to go with Flair. I'm
3: oh.
2: not
1: hating. I, uh, uh, I, think Rick, tr- I love the woo. Truth I be loved,
2: told, I had Flair in my top 10 when we were. I thought we were doing power rankings. So it's not like- I
1: feel like I'm not doing Brett, the Hart family enough justice by doing this, but at the same time, I think if I told Bret Hart that I was doing this, he'd be like, oh, Flair? Yeah. Uh, makes yeah, We're good today. Yeah, yeah we're good today. <laughs> I don't love my pick, but I think I'm going to go Rick Flair on that one.
2: I'm fine with it. Flair it is. We got Austin and Triple H next.
1: So this one isn't close for me. I think Triple H ran into a roadblock here. I think Triple H would have had a better chance against Ric Flair or for Bret Hart. Correct. Uh, this, is I, r- this is rough luck I don't think.
2: I don't think, H H beat, H- I don't think Triple H beats... I don't think Triple H uh, beats... The only people in this region that Triple H beats in my book were San Martino, Ray, and Angle. Uh, everybody else I think should have had the edge, but you guys in the,
1: punk in the entire out. thing.
2: No, in your specific region.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. it's not like, it's, wait it's
0: a
2: minute. everybody else it's not even close. I mean, Austin crushes him, Flair crushes him, Bret Hart crushes him. <laughs> Uh, I think even I would have given the edge to Angle crushing him. Punk should have crushed him, but you guys suck.
3: Um, you know, I don't see how any any way that Angle's better than Triple H, but that's just me.
1: They grew. They were around the same era.
2: They were. Um, but I, Triple, Triple H's been H- around longer. I love
1: how we're talking about Triple H versus other people, and just like we haven't even gotten. Well, we
2: had that's because there's no conversation to be had because it's just Austin. We're just we're just trying to fill some time here.
1: Let's fill a little bit more time. Hey, uh, Mike, have a a CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's still not even remotely. It's
2: still Stone Cold. It's still Stone Cold, Davey. All right, so that's going to give you Austin and Flair for your final matchup. Wow. All right. Interesting here. Edge versus The Rock.
1: Andrew's not doing
2: that. Is that even uh, close? No, it's not. It's The Rock. Uh, I
1: it's, think my, my
2: region was probably the most predictable. So I had to go... So... I'm, Edge, great. He's a rock star. He's the rated <laughs> R superstar. Uh, but The Rock is just the guy. Um, you know... You know, you, you think of uh, greatest of all time feuds. You got, you know, you, just, you think of Rock and Austin, you know? Oh, and yeah. So, you can't have Austin I without Rock. I wouldn't
1: have gone in on Jericho, not that I really did go in on Jericho, if I would have known that he would have ran into a Rock.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> if it mean, was
1: like that. All That's right, the
3: here's... Thing. Yeah. I think that the... the, uh, the the Rock and Stone Cold made each other better wrestlers.
2: That's true. Yeah,
3: that's so true. I think if one of them was there and one of them wasn't, it wouldn't be the same. Uh,
2: that's true. I think the same could be, be said for, for other combos like Batista and John Cena. Hell yeah.
3: Yeah, sure. yeah that's
2: fair. And currently currently, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Yep. Yeah.
3: yep.
2: Everybody pushes each other to the next level. Uh, I do think confused. Because they both
1: have okay. Yeah,
2: my most interesting matchup, I think, in my region here, Hogan versus Macho Man.
1: That's that's more fun. It is. It's Hogan, but it's still more fun. I don't know. I think a lot of people attest that Hogan is needs to be the greatest. And we're going to get to the whole goat topic on the next round. But if I... want, We used to bring this up all the time. I think we stopped bringing it up because it's kind of a lame argument. But if you walked up to somebody and said, hey, who's like the best WWE wrestler? I think a lot of people would bring up Hulk Hogan's name because of Hulkamania and the colors and the impact he had. But Macho Man Randy Savage. I guess, isn't very far behind. I just don't see it.
2: I don't hey, see it. Joe, will you do me a favor real quick, and can you just go to Ranker and do the yeah. best professional wrestler of all time?
3: Do you know what this result is? Yes. Yeah. I do.
1: With these ones, with, like, non-list ones, I don't like the Ranker.
2: I just look at it just to kind of get a basis for, like, seating and stuff like that.
1: Um, the best WWE superstar?
2: No, I just said best professional wrestler of all time.
1: I have to dig a little bit. Wrestlers list on Ranker. Jesus, so many. Why do people have so much fucking time on their hands? Got in Quarantine.
2: <laughs> Ranker, the 100-plus all-time best pro wrestlers from WWE yeah. more. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage is ranked number six. Uh, Hulk Hogan doesn't even show up in the top 20.
1: I'm sorry. We didn't even have Rowdy Roddy Piper in a breath of this. Oh, I know. Stereo was on this list. I, hey, I you asked you guys for feedback. I think he was a good gimmick.
3: <laughs> There's a lot of good people we didn't have on the list. We could only have 12. Or, yeah. What, 24? I mean, on This list,
1: and I don't know where we're going
3: to go in the next round,
1: but Stone Cold is 16 on this list.
2: I think that this particular list that I told you to go to, though, is basing it on wrestling ability.
1: Number so. 22... Only one person above this one. Number 22 is Rob Van Dam. (laughs) One above that, Triple
2: H. Yeah, it's not a very accurate list. This list sucks. Although
1: number 26 is Jeff Hardy, and I'm fucking ready to party with Hardy. 44, Uh,
3: Junkyard Dog.
2: So my my argument here is, I'm just trying to argue that the better wrestler is macho man randy savage he also had a great personality and a gimmick uh if vince mcmahon wasn't so adamant about constantly pushing hulk hogan at the time that hulk hogan was the golden calf macho man could have been the guy too just wasn't necessarily given the same opportunities
0: very well could
2: I think he sold merch. Uh, I think he made a huge impact when he went to WCW, just as big as Hogan did. He was well-known. He was in national advertising. And I think if you want to give the edge to somebody in this particular matchup, Hogan may have been the overall higher draw. Macho Man was the better wrestler. He's the one that kept people in the seats, even if Hogan was the one that put them there.
3: Yeah, fair. Yeah, I think what Joe was saying earlier is like, this list has uh, Macho Man higher, but I mean, who, but this usually when you ask people on the street who's the who's the better rest, who's the best wrestler, you're not getting people that are going to look for a website to look at ranker and rank or wrestlers. All right, you're gonna get random scrubs who don't know what they're talking about.
1: This one has WWE's greatest superstars of the 21st century. Number, <clears throat> me, 16 is Tristratus. Stratus. Number oh, seventeen yeah. is Seth Rollins.
2: Oh, it's the twenty-first century. You just
1: you put your Seth
2: Rollins. Yeah, Sam, Ballard Big Show, Rick Flair, Brock
1: Lesnar, Becky Lynch. Like this rank is a joke.
2: <laughs> well, again, we're talking all time. They're just talking the twenty-first century. Hmm. So
1: I don't think your argument's incorrect. That's my biggest thing. I don't think you're wrong. I really don't. I think this comes down to personal opinion. So I'm, macho say, I'm gonna macho say
2: Macho Man. You guys can decide from there.
1: I have to go Hulk Hogan on this one, and I feel really bad for Macho Man Randy Savage. I think he's fucking off.
3: Awesome. It's on me. I didn't huh. want this fucking pressure.
1: Do you have hair around your nipples, but not like anywhere else?
3: Yeah. Why are you staring <laughs> my nipples? What the fuck? <laughs> I also hair my belly button. Uh, Macho Man. Uh, huh. Wow. Curveball. Curveball. Uh, I think sure. hey, the thing that turns me off the most about Hulk Hogan is just how you just refuse to lose all the time. Like, it didn't seem like he was a team player for the company a lot of the times.
2: No. Macho Man did the right thing.
3: He, he has always did the right thing. He sold Slim Jims.
2: All right. Leahy. <laughs> Yes, sir. It's time for you to come through for me in the same way that you just did.
3: Okay. Trust out.
2: You out. Uh, you put the better wrestler through. Cena versus HBK. Who's going through here, buddy? Yeah, hard.
3: Uh, I want you guys to talk first before I even think about talking. Uh,
2: I, I think Cena is the clear uh, cash cow. He's the Hogan of that generation.
3: Mm, his nipples are delicious
2: HBK is one of my guys I'd say HBK
3: Joey?
1: this one's hard my vote is a bit swayed because I know it's going to happen anyways It's gonna be HBK because that's what's gonna go through anyways. But Cena, sixteen time world champion, although he had to lose sixteen times, I guess.
2: Um, his gimmick is good. His finishing no, get, move is good. You know, unless you're honest, answer. Not, I don't know what Lay he's gonna do here, honestly. That's what I'm
1: doing. I I yeah. want to pick Cena, but I'm sitting here like thinking out loud, like comparing. Cause I wasn't expecting to compare HBK versus John Cena. That's. Yeah. This is this is hard. So
2: I'm Hbk. You're saying Cena, and you're giving Leahy the the tiebreaker right now.
1: Uh, yeah. How many times has Hbk won title? Enough. Is it more than thirteen?
2: No, I don't think so. Cena. Oh, my turn? Yeah. 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 All
3: right. I so said
2: I've been thinking, Cena. I said I've been,
3: Hbk. Been thinking about this all day. Because that's all I can do right now. I think. and uh, so it you had the, in shows. your in
2: your head when we before we started. You thought
3: that this was going to be your final matchup. Oh, I knew it was going to be my final matchup. All right, I'm a genius, uh, and it, it, it's hard for me to make a decision because these are my babies. This is like baby one and baby two, and uh, you got to pick one. You got to have a favorite. You you know when you look at your kids that one of them is your favorite. You know, boys. That. Not yet. Wait till they start talking more. But continuing this conversation uh, John Cena merchandise king huge for wrestling made wrestling and rap cool. Uh, He made white rapping kind of cool for a little bit. Uh, He's a very good wrestler don't get me wrong. Uh, He is a very good on the mic. I think that helps a lot. Uh, Shawn Michaels is my baby. We've had a great relationship. Uh, he's sexy as hell. i uh, never seen a man wear cowboy boots and cowboys uh, assless chaps the like way he does. Uh, fantastic wrestler through and through. Can put on a hell of a match any day of the week. Uh, and it really was just all in when he was all in. And uh, for that reason alone, and for his wrestling ability alone, I'm going to shot Michaels.
2: Wow. HBK going on to the final three.
3: Mike said not all one seeds were advancing, and he was right.
0: That's
1: right. I kind of feel as though John Cena would have a tough, tough matchup. I don't. The, the funny thing is, I don't think John Cena would have a tough matchup against Macho Man. But I think he'd have a tougher matchup against Hulk Hogan.
2: Uh, Joe, Austin versus Flair. Ah. Let's ah. let Leahy talk first on this one. Leahy, yeah, Austin say. and Flair. You Leahy. know me. Leahy came into wrestling a little bit after the Austin fandom.
3: Which is correct. As much as I as I like Austin, uh, I'm not in the love with Austin, and a lot of people will give me crap for that. Uh I was never, as, as we already did once, I've got a lot of crap for I didn't have as much love for Stone Cold Dawson's theme song. Uh, but for me, I think Ric Flair had the length of a career that no one else on this list really has. Uh, he's won the most championships of all time. And I'm going Ric Flair here, boys. I'm a big Ric Flair guy. Uh, boy, he gave some fucking sick Fucking chops
2: in the chest. Uh, Austin is the number one merch seller. Austin 316 said, I just whooped your ass. Uh, Flair doesn't even hold a candle to to Austin. I love that Austin says that Flair is his favorite wrestler. Uh, This matchup for me is not close. Austin by a mile.
1: This one was harder for me compared to every other person. that cause We haven't even talked about Stone Cold Steve Austin on, on this podcast yet. He just keeps running. People just keep running into him. This one's the hardest because Flair has such a longevity of a legacy. The woo The just his persona. He did it for so long. But Most electrifying movie in sports entertainment is a cold stunner. I don't care what the rock says. Um, When the glass shatters, my life just is on hold for that moment, and I feel no pain. No matter when it was, I was watching some rerun. I forget even what it was. Oh, it was. You guys know this better than I do. It was New Day. Whatever the fuck they are called, and then it was like ah, Seamus
2: I remember it was like a WrestleMania a couple
1: of years ago. Yeah, thank you.
2: Austin came out, and gave everybody a stunner.
1: Exactly, thank you. So and um, he the glass shatters, and I wasn't expecting it. And I was like all perked up like this. I was like, "Oh shit, here comes fucking Austin. Let's go!" It did. They're different personalities. Obviously, one's a little bit more like you know gaudy, and he it always worked for him. But Stone Cold Steve Austin is just a fucking like. I love I love him so much. I have to put Stone Cold through. Alright. He
3: was the ra- he was the Ringmaster, guys. How could he we was the forget? Ringmaster. This is true. <laughs>
2: Ted DiBiase's Ringmaster. Yeah, he was. Hell yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage versus the Rock. Couldn't have picked two more kind of polar opposites. Uh the Rock. Yeah, actually I guess maybe not. Now that I think about it a little more. The Rock's not necessarily known for his in-ring ability. I mean, uh, besides the fact that Austin had the better finishing move, I think he maybe had a slightly better move set overall than Austin. Um, but otherwise, I mean, there were guys from that generation that could run circles around them in the ring. Whereas I think Macho the Man for the, the Macho Athletic. Man. Yeah, that's true. Athletic freak, The Rock. The Macho Man, also an athletic freak, the Macho Man uh, had the personality, the uh, the pageantry, the pomp and circumstance, if you will. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna have to be the tiebreaker on this one. I need to hear what you guys think. Unless you guys just both pick the Rock. <laughs>
3: um, I don't think Hulk Hogan would have had a better chance. Uh, for me, I think the, the word that you were looking for to describe them, they're both super like polarizing figures. When they're on television, when they're in the center of the stage, everyone's watching them. There's no way you're turning away. You're not going to miss an act, a minute of that action. Uh, they're really captivating in the uh, the ring, and I just think it's a tough call. But I think I'm going Macho Man here.
2: it's really close
1: Joe I think Joe is wild to me you guys obviously like grew up on a different style of wrestling than me because the rock literally if you smell what the rock is cooking entrance music rock bottom to um, the people's elbow um, the way he spoke the persona he played Um, what he did for the business. I mean, people looked at him like, not Michael Jordan, but like, they looked at him like as the top dog of that like generation of people for a long time. Mind you, he grew up in that same, he was in that same boat that triple H was in where he was in against triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin and those guys who, you know, it, it was tougher to compete against. Um, I, I I would go The Rock on this one. I don't think The Rock is going to move on between the two of you.
2: The part of me that likes Macho Man is not the part of me that grew up with wrestling. The part of me that likes him is the guy that went back, studied the history of the game, yeah. And uh, kind of looked to see where some of these other guys got both their in-ring and some of their uh, you know, charisma and persona from. And I think Macho Man lends himself to that in a lot of ways. But the person that got me hooked on wrestling, the guy that I was in love with from a very young age of just like eight years old, was The Rock. And has always been The Rock. He's always been one of my favorites strictly from an in-ring standpoint between the two of them macho man's the better wrestler but we're talking overall impact on professional wrestling it doesn't get any bigger than the rock he sold the merch he had the lingo uh he could get it done in the ring uh and he's one of the biggest movie stars on the planet now and uh i know that that doesn't necessarily mean anything for professional wrestling itself but um yeah, he's going to get more recognition than anybody else on this list because of that fact for me uh it's the rock so
1: when he makes... went to do the scorpion king scorpion king was the first movie he did he was if i'm not mistaken mike might be able to correct me on that one He you know,
2: he was the he played uh, he had like a brief um in the appearance mummy. in the mummy that led to yeah. the scorpion king yeah
1: Right, so, and then everyone was kind of like, we're watching wrestling, and we're like, oh, The Rock's gone, oh, well, he's doing movies now. He'd come back, it'd be huge. And then he'd go to the next movie, and then he'd come back, it'd be huge. And that happened five or six, seven times. Like Andrew said before, The Rock is just a polarizing figure. And to this day, the guy gets, like, two, three million likes a post. He's always doing something inspirational. Did you see his um, cheat day meal different. the other day? The what? His cheat, cheat meal. Yeah, uh, his, his
2: French toast were like bricks.
0: Really? Like, yeah.
2: um, uh, there's yeah. no way he ate all that. Let's wrap up real quick here, though. Uh, it's a hell of an episode. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, so the f- the friend, final so. three is going to be, for me, The Rock, for Leahy, HBK, for Joe, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. That is one hell of a top three professional wrestlers of all time. Cannot wait to see how the fans vote for that. Um, any other honorable mentions that we missed? I think we mentioned them throughout the, the way. The biggest one that was probably missed here was Randy Orton and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to actually put Dusty Rhodes on here somewhere yeah I couldn't I couldn't figure out where to slot him in maybe the over American Harley Dream. race I guess um if you're wondering how you can vote you gotta join the fan group that's facebook.com slash groups slash goat radio podcast or follow us on twitter and instagram at goat underscore radio uh I swear we're gonna get better at the twitter thing and Joe has been doing great on instagram uh i love how we just put up a photo and you vote with emoji i mean that's just so easy for people um oh yeah twitter though is the best of them all because you just literally could put up a poll with as many options as you want you don't have to have a fan group or anything like that in order to do it
0: no
2: um, it's easy yeah uh i also want to hear from you guys on this this week we'll discuss it in social who's your favorite wrestler that you're most ashamed of for liking uh, don't worry about answering that right now. We'll talk with people online about that question. Um, I think there'll be some bizarre answers. Uh We're still trying to figure out exactly what we're going to be talking about next week. This whole quarantine thing has us all messed up. but We want to make sure we're providing with great, timely content. And we had to do wrestling this week with WrestleMania coming up on Saturday and Sunday. Big shout out to Eric Bellinger for the outro. You can catch him on iTunes and Spotify along with Spos and Goat Radio. Please help support us in the Age of Radio syndicate by visiting ageofradio.org slash Goat Radio. Thank you everyone for listening and long live the goat.
0: Uh, goat. go.